0: Hey top of the morning to you Tuesday sports gambling with money line Monaco so many thoughts off the throw is Drew Brees of the Saints mediocre at best am I so close to being a very good gambler the answer is no no I'm not but I want to speak on what went down in the Saints Raiders Monday night football game because if you are a a serious gambler Be a live gambler, a live better. Now, live betting means at the sports book or on your app, legally, of course, if you're able to have the luxury to log into your sports betting platform and bet during the game, that's what live betting is. So let me break down the spread of the Vegas Raiders game with the Saints, what happened, what the live was, what you could have done, how it shook out. It's really fascinating. You have an opportunity with live betting to win not once, sometimes two, sometimes three times. So the spread was minus three and a half in favor of the Saints. So I'm kicking myself today because on the podcast, I often talk out loud to myself on this podcast. So I said, look, I like the Saints money line. But again, Vegas at home, home opener, season opener for them in their new stadium. They're getting three and a half. If the Saints win, it's close. At least I think that was what I was potentially hypothesizing. Is hypothesizing a word? So the Saints go up 10, right? They go up 10 in the first half, not once. They go up twice. So they go up twice at the 17-7 mark in the second quarter when the Saints were up by 10. You could have nabbed the Las Vegas Raiders at either. There was two of them. There was a plus 9.5 and a a plus 10.5. So I tweeted. And I posted on my TikTok at Moneyline Monaco. Check it out. Reactions, takes a lot of live uh, reactions in the moment, especially on Twitter. I have Saints money line. Do I double down here? So if you took Vegas plus nine and a half or ten and a half, and let's say the Saints won by seven, six, five, four, three, you win twice. Saints win, Vegas covers that spread. Swayed all the way at its tippy top from Vegas plus ten and a half, you could have gotten the Saints plus eleven and a half, which I could also lobby was as equally of a good bet because with Breeze's back against the wall, having to score quickly, having to score twice in the fourth, you would, I would say, hedge your bets on the fact that Breeze gets in the end zone once. He did The Raiders rebuttal with a field goal, but that only brings it back to 10. So you, my friends, if you had the opportunity, this spread started at minus 3.5 before. Saints minus 3.5 before kickoff. You could have taken the Vegas Raiders plus 10.5 live in the second quarter, and you could have taken the Saints plus 11.5 in the fourth quarter. And and covered. So you would have won on two lives, basically covering three over three touchdowns worth of points. That, my friends, my fine-feathered friends, is very good gambling. Now, I sat there and I marinated. But I was stubborn. When the Saints were up 17-7, I just said what I thought my prediction was. I reiterated it in my head. This is a team... uh, on a, on a field, they're comfortable style-wise with being in. There's no ruckus environment. Breeze has to be a top three quarterback with his veteran prowess to be able to run a practice-like setting with his offense. Now, no Michael Thomas. I really should have factored that in. This Saints wide receiving core is really not very good outside of Michael Thomas. I mean, I'm sorry. I think Traquan Smith's okay. I think Hill and Cook are serviceable. I think Kamara's the best offensive player on the team. Probably. I guess MT, if you're looking at it contractually, MT would give you the best player. Award Kamara second. But it's, it's like, what are they without Kamara and Thomas? They're not much offensively. Breeze, did he even complete a ball over 20 yards yesterday? What do we mean with my right shoulder? For those who don't know, I my shoulder pops out if I put a sports coat on, Rob, That's how feeble and frail my frame is. A lot of respect for pro athletes. Yesterday, I was, though, on the Lightning. Felt very good about that. Game two, home ice. Need a rebuttal. Need to get even. Dallas Stars, they're a pesky bunch. I really feel good about my Stanley Cup pick. I think the Stars win it, and I thought the Lightning win game two. And if there was a time to go game two, swallow the minus 190 juice, take the VIG, you do it in game two. Lightning went up 3-0. Another great example. This in hockey, they call a live puck line. Same thing as the spread live line. Down three, in the second, actually, it was in the first, you could have had the stars plus two and a half. That to me is a great bet. If you've watched enough, I haven't watched a lot, but I've watched enough. The stars are scrappy, resilient, pesky. They've had a few comeback W's this season that have been very standoutish. Three, nothing, and you're giving me stars plus two and a half. So here we go again, people? You take minus 180 lightning before the puck drops, and then you have an opportunity after the first period to take the Stars plus two and a half and win twice. This is where we can get very good. I'm not there yet. But part of this daily show is to recap, talk out, figure out how to recalibrate. I've lost every which way. I'm not in this community acting like I know it all. I don't. I've done everything wrong. I'm like a parent without kids right now. You know what's fascinating is last night on my Sunday – on my Monday pod, rather, yesterday, saying how I felt like every quarterback that was better than the quarterback opposition to them on Sunday won. That team won. The better quarterback team won. Last night, we might have had our first bracket buster for that notion. I'm still taking Breeze over Carr. Carr last night was clearly the better quarterback. See, it's fascinating. It's like it's all about culture in the NFL, in my opinion, and identity. And I think the sooner you know what your culture and identity as a team, you can really flourish. And you look at the Raiders and a lot of teams down two scores in the second quarter if they didn't have an identity would have struggled. But (laughs) the system that Mike Mayock and John Gruden have put in place, which always takes a little bit of time. I mean, here we go. Here's the car stat line last night, 22 of 30, 73.3 completion percentage, one Teddy Bruschi, and no interceptions. Josh Jacobs gives you 25 for 93, hard-earned on the ground. I I gave my buddy Nicholas a hard time for going Josh Jacobs' first round in his fantasy football league. I over here have Saquon Barkley, and all Josh Jacobs has done is get in the end zone over five times. I mean, I feel like an imbecile. I feel like an imbecile. But already you're kind of looking at the overall spectrum of the NFL and it already is starting to separate itself a little. I mean, after week four, you will already see who potentially is in a in a clear cut driver's seat to the playoffs. But I'll tell you this if you're 0 2 this morning, especially if you're 0 2 in the NFC. You are not looking good. The Eagles, the Vikings, the Panthers. These teams are very lucky. Can we just say that the NFC West is unequivocally the best division in football? Unequivocally. Do you know the records in the NFC West right now? Seven and one. San Francisco has the only loss in the division. The team that went to the Super Bowl last year. Rams look very good. Seattle looks per use. Arizona. Arizona is exciting and electric. That's crazy. I see what's going on here. I'm trying to overthink this, and I don't know if I'm right. I'm looking at the NBA schedule for tonight. How is it not Heat Celtics tonight? It's Lakers Nuggets. It's six Heat Celtics is tomorrow. Wow, I get it because I guess three games wrapped in the ECF and two in the in the Western Conference, but. Wow, they're going to go from Saturday to Wednesday off Celtics Heat. It's a long intermission in the hallway, Silver. Man, Lakers Nuggets tonight, six and a half. This is so fickle. I got to make a pick right now before we head out. Oh, man. Oh, man. Anthony Davis went from a boy to a man. I mean, this, this is trap city, bro. I don't know what to do. Lakers have controlled the whole tempo of the series, but then the Nuggets started to show what the Nuggets have done all bubble, which is just resilient, resilient lads. Resilient, resilient lads. I think I'd go with the six and a half tonight. Maybe get all the way up to seven and a half or eight to feel comfortable. If you had to do something. If you had to do something. I mean, we have obviously have an off night. In football, we have an off night in Stanley Cup. You have 16 baseball games. <laughs> this is a good time, though, to focus on a little bit of baseball because the teams that need to win have to win. The teams like the Br- teams that have to win to maintain. I had the Cardinals last night, very much was not that, but in general. You'd like to think at 25 and 25 yesterday they were going to give it a go. As it stands, just so you have an idea, on your way out, Tampa Bay has the best record in baseball right now. Are you getting me? Bubble mania. The White Sox have the second best record. And the A's have the third. Tampa Bay, White Sox, A's. AL second place, Twins, Yankees, Astros are an – Exhausting twenty seven and twenty seven. AL wildcard, Cleveland leads it at thirty and twenty-four, Toronto's twenty eight and twenty-six, and then there's everyone else. Huge drop off there. Seattle is twenty four and thirty. They won't be going. And on down the list, Angels, Baltimore, Detroit, Boston, second to lowest. Worst record in the AL. We will not see that every year. Boston rarely has an off year in sports. So just laugh at it. Laugh at it. The Red Sox look terrible. for letting Mookie Betts go. Over to the NL, the best record is the Cubbies. I'm sorry, <coughs> the Cubbies. The Dodgers at 38-16. and 16. Then it's the Cubbies. Tied with Atlanta. I'm sorry. It's the Padres. This – I'm sorry. This app, which I won't call out, is, is doing it very weird. Okay, so – the second best record is the Padres. The division winners, though, at the moment are the Braves, Dodgers, and Cubs. Miami, St. Louis, and the Padres in the driver's seat for the wild card. Cincy, the Reds, at twenty-eight and twenty-seven. Philly at twenty-seven and twenty-seven. Milwaukee at twenty-six and twenty-seven, as well as the Giants. Those are the outside looking in, and there's your NL breakdown. So, I guess going off of my hypothesis, teams that really need to win, Yankees need to get it together. Twins got to pull some wins together. You like to think the A's want to finish strong. Um, I like to think the Braves want to finish strong. Only just a couple games ahead in the NL East of Miami, who's creeping. I like to think the Padres and Cardinals also want to finish strong. And the Potter's are already in the playoffs, uh, as well as the Dodgers, but no one else is in the NL. So AL, though, AL is more about seeding. Because I will say this as I go. Tampa Bay, White Sox, A's, Twins, and Yanks are all clinched. They've all clinched a playoff spot. So that's your sports pod. Hopefully we got a little better with live betting. Watch it. Learn it. Love it. Don't blow your bankroll like me. Sports Gamble money line Monaco, Alex Monaco, appreciate the listeners, and you better believe I'm shouting out my boy Carson Sims, the one and only, one of my best friends, college roommate, fraternity brother of mine, just absolute mensch, um, his fantasy team is now my favorite fantasy team. Uh, we have been texting all weekend about getting him a W, all kinds of hypotheticals. But I got to be honest, when you lose Saquon Barkley like I did, you look for another place to land. And my man, Carson Sims, is the fantasy football team I'm landing on. So we give a special shout out to my boy in Chicago. Appreciate you. Oh, and again, hey, he's a diehard Broncos fan. Congratulations. Blakey Bortles, baby. The Bortles train all aboard. All right, we're out. Thank you.